What a series of emails, bro. <laughs> the Big life water. and times of Miles Xavier. Big water. That's real. Big water. The Man. life and times of Miles Xavier. Let me not get too Xavier. excited. Let me not get too excited because they're just saying they want to see what's up, bro. Big water. Hey man, that's but that's and and I just we're already recording, we're already going, and that's like the beauty of when you've invested in doing something good off the strength of knowing like it might not pay me now, but I know later it's gonna come back, and then seeing that happen is just such a good feeling, man. The surest of us sometimes question whether we're on the right path and i ain't the surest of us but it's always just so humbling bro when when something gives you a little nudge like you got it you in the right lane bro i'm so i was so excited for for rolling out all of the work that we're going to be doing this year you know what i mean and uh i think it's so fitting that it's it's stuff that we can share with the people that listen to this podcast and, and, and show what our process of, and I, and I hate this word because it's been gentrified and killed, but manifestation, what that looks like in practice, you know, the concept of really um, dreaming something up, dedicating to the process of getting it done and then reaping the rewards of it in due time. But it comes with, you gotta like, you gotta have that universal contract. That's, you know, the contract with the universe, which is I will obey the laws of the universe. And in turn, that which I manifest will, will come to life, to fruition. Yeah. And it's in, not in my time either, right? It's, it's also about patience, um, which is another reason I just want to like shout out and appreciate anybody who's tuned in to, to checking our pod out, to checking out the moves we make in, because I think our philosophy of life is very much based on patience, on steady trajectorial growth and if you are tuned in and if you are rocking with us then i think then that i think that that automatically means that you have some type of uh capacity for patience and to and to rock and to see you know to to rock with something so long that it become a diamond you know what i mean Oh, I see what you did there. You're freestyling right now. Hey, hey. Are you going to put a beat in, in in post-production? Nah, but come on, man. I'm dropping gems. Rock, gems. Come on, G. I'm out here. <laughs> Diamond, come on. I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Listen, man. We're... I think the way that we've cooked up this show is, is, is quite exciting, mainly because we've had ample time and option and opportunity to, to go through this material, to jump up with it. Um, it's material that we care about. And I think without even diving too far into the situation of things, it's very, very important, like you said, to appreciate and welcome absolutely everybody to the Auto Way Live podcast. This is nothing more than a conversation between Two brothers, two best friends, two black men, deciphering and breaking down current news, life, and anything that interests us. And how we've broken that show up for y'all is by breaking it up into three sections. You got the stumble upon section. This is where me and Miles pretty much just break down things that we've stumbled upon across the week that we find interesting and would like to bring to y'all. And then from there, we go from current news. This is where we take from the top shelf of the news headlines anything that's relevant and break that down this week this week because it has been a crazy week 
we're going to be taken through Elon Musk becoming the richest man in the world. Now, that just happened. I'm sure people will be wondering, but Zoya Miles, they stormed the Capitol before that. They stormed the Capitol. How, how is that not your current news? How is that not your current news? And that's a great, que- and that's a great question you just asked there, unknown fan. <laughs> unknown skeptical fan. <laughs> Gotta love unknown fan. Unknown skeptical, unknown skeptical fan. fan is a fan of the show. That's my favorite type of fan. I say that friend now. It's all going to invite me back. Friend of the show. Unknown skeptical fan. Um, <laughs> that is because this episode is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, um, there was the... the the insurrection at the Capitol. And that's something that we want to be able to break down and take our time with it. So we're not going to assign a particular segment to that. We're just going to break it down. And then from there, we're going to recommend it and review. This is where we engage with the fans. This is where unknown skeptical fan would hit us up and tell us exactly what you guys are trying to listen to, what we should be breaking down for you, anything you want us to run over. Now, the woman are trying to force us to be a, a man's podcast about breaking things down. A lot of the recommendations that I'm getting are, are, are questions that expose us, essentially. And I, I just want to mm-hmm. let everybody know that we will, we will not be exposed. Mm-hmm. We'll be exposing y'all. Wait till we do the segment on what you look for in a woman's house before you run away. Wait till that segment. Yeah, tables turn. <laughs> how the how the turns have tabled. And so, actually, it's about to be Valentine's Day. So maybe there's recommendations and review that's on Valentine's Day that need to be broken up. What's the right gift to get? All to be said, this show is hot and we can't wait to get started with y'all, man. Welcome to the All The Way Live podcast. Podcast, come through, grab a drink, get a seat. Welcome to the show. What up, man? Joe Burgers in the building. Chicago's in the building. The building is in Chicago. Chicago is stolen land. My homie and Joe Berg know a little something about stolen land too. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to acknowledge that. That's important, man. This is the land of the Potawatomi people. Uh, before that, the Miami Native American tribes. We are in the United States. A lot of which, most of which is stolen land, right? And so I just need to acknowledge that to lift up the voices of those people, to lift up community between black and brown folks, to lift like lift up voices of black and brown folks the world over, intro over. Let's get into the show, man. Hey man. And uh this land is black land. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> this land is Big black facts. land. Hey man. That's Listen, important, man. The history of Chicago is some shit that goes overlooked, man. You know what I mean? But we're gonna we're not gonna dwell too long on that. We'll hit you with the history segment another time, man. I think the show is too jam-packed. Let's get into it. So, Miles Xavier. Um, so Miles Xavier, obviously we have to discuss the insurrection that happened at the Capitol. Miles, so they stormed they stormed the Capitol this week. Now, when that happened, the first thing I did was pick up the phone and call you. I FaceTimed you straight from Africa on some, yo, do you see what's happening? Yeah, big facts. Let it be known that, like, wow. Wow. Do we really need to? Wow. We couldn't even silence the cell phones for the pod, man. Come on, man. Nah, that's that's all right. That's all good. Um, My apologies. Not straight. I was saying, uh, let it be known that as soon as as soon as you hit my line, um, I was chilling. I, well, I was working, right? So 
<laughs> oh, don't want to get those confused. Go ahead. Hope the boss don't watch this podcast. <laughs> nah, but I was, I was, I was working, but I was, you know, work from home. I'm at the, I'm at the crib. I'm on the couch. I'm on my laptop, but I'm not watching the news actively. Right. So, um, I'm too busy digging through spreadsheets, emails, all sorts of other coordinating activities. Man and work. And they're sweating in the seat. You know what I'm saying? I, I was, I was working so hard. But then my homie hits me up. <laughs> I was working so hard. I was sweating a little bit because of how hard yeah. I was working. And I thought to myself, man, I've never worked this hard before. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at that moment that I was reaching peak work that my homeboy hit me up. It was like, hey, bro, you see what's going on? I said, I can't. I got to keep working. He was like, nah, you really need to take a look at this. It's all over the news. I said, all right, fine. So I went to CNN. And I checked that out. And what was happening, I think, at the point that we tuned in, they, the, uh, the angry whites, the uh, the the terroristic uh, attackers of the Capitol had just made their way inside the building. Um, they were bashing through windows and whatnot. There were crowds on two or three sides of the building uh, formed around windows and entrances. And the I believe like right as soon as we were tuning in, it was like shortly after that that the um, that they started aiming guns at the at the door that they had barricaded off with uh, the representatives inside, and uh, it was getting real, man. It was getting real. Yeah. Um. At at that point, you know, I can say that from an international perspective and watching it, it it undoubtedly was a a wild scene, um, an unprecedented scene. Just watching what happens to the U.S. and it kind of touches on the veil and mask and marketing campaign that the U.S. has ran on, on international countries. Because, you know, it's supposed to, it markets itself as being at the helm of, of democracy and of capitalization and of the morals that surround that. Now, to see the fabric of, you know, this thing that Americans pride themselves on, which is democracy, kind of collapsed into itself um, with white people pretty much going at each other it was it was quite it was quite a fascinating scene to watch i'm not gonna lie yeah i feel like that that veil that mask of uh dignified diplomacy has been slipping if not for the past four years for the past decade or so um well, maybe it's been making are, it slip yeah well and i, I want to be a, I, I, you know what i don't i don't even want to give him all of that because i think there has been, with the rise of like social media and people being more connected, um, I think there's been a realization, even by some Americans, that you know we're not seen the way that we think we're seen in the international on the international stage. That a lot of people, even traveling more, are realizing that like Americans are like looked at as this amazing shining example of what a country should be. And not everybody does want to come here and deal with all the crap that gets tossed around in our society. Like, um, but I think it's interesting too, that like, yeah, the, this was, this was definitely a moment where I saw the media as well, be kind of confused and how to, how to narrate what was going on, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, the media definitely, seem to have a difficult time being able to label the the attackers as terrorists being able to um define it as an insurrection where it's going to because you know i think as as 
as seen by the lack of police presence there, there's clearly a different, there's clearly a different engagement that media authority have when it is a majority of white people that are now I, you know, as a, as a black person watching that, it, it was the, the, the difference in how in the treatment was glaring. It was almost very difficult to not see anything other than that because not so long ago, we had just come from a situation where, you know, they, they showed their muscle when it was time for the Black Lives Matter movement to, to protest. They, they showed, they flexed their muscle in front of us intimidatingly and also very seemingly to the, to the tactics that we see them utilize in our disenfranchised neighborhoods as well. So when, when we see you know this this scene is from is is fighting with the authority in protest is something that we're familiar with as black people and seeing the glaring difference in the treatment it it, it hurt for sure it hurt well america's having a very difficult time hiding who she is in the state she's in right i think we've reached a point where there is too much political turmoil there's too much informa- misinformation there's too much, uh, honestly, just open racism, classism that gets put on display for America to pretend she's anything but who she is. And the harder that we pretend that America is the shining example of democracy, the uglier it looks, right? Uh, I think that Black people didn't even have to be a very large part of the people present at this uh, this this attack on the Capitol for our presence in America to echo through the events that we were watching. Bless you, Thank bless you. you. Um, yeah, man. So I, I I think as a as you said as a black person watching, it was frustrating to see the disparity in the in the reaction. Um, there were definitely on the in the areas where people were attacking and trying earnestly to get into the Capitol. Um, with weapons and hitting the police officers with, you know, flagpoles and stuff like that. There were definitely areas where um, this was a very serious situation. But the other, in, in, in many other areas, and much of what we saw from the news footage on TV was a very amicable relationship between the authorities and the, the, peop- the, the white people present that were that were observing what was going on. Yeah. People on the steps of the Capitol building were not treated by the police and the National Guard in the same way that a group of black people would have been. So I think a lot of what America's a lot of America's hypocrisy was on display. Um, and it was just a lot to process. Yeah, I mean you saw you saw guards taking pictures with with um with the protesters, you know, and it, it doesn't go it doesn't go past us that a police officer died on the scene, you know, so we don't want to discredit the efforts that were there, but more so what we're drawing, you know, what, what we're, what we're drawing attention to is the vastly different presence and preparation that took place, especially when there has been proof that this date and aggressive rhetoric was predominant within that circle enough so for it to maybe even garner 
a bit a bit more of of security presence and because that wasn't there as a black person speaks very much to the difference in it, it almost proves exactly what we're saying now what i want to ask you as an american when was when was the first time with your travels that you realized that america wasn't number one as americans would put it number one I think as a black person, I realized America wasn't number one. <laughs> when you traveled Pretty home. close to day one. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so I, I, think, I think it's very obvious, been very obvious to me, even in the little history that was taught to me through school and the better, uh, the more thorough engagement I got with history through uh, people that cared for me, that... Yeah, America wasn't it wasn't number one, not for me. Um, and so it was amazing. And I think I've talked on this podcast before to be able to come to Africa, um, to be welcomed by your family and to be able to explore that place with you. Uh, cities like Joburg that are, you know, black in the truest sense. You know what I mean? And just uh, and and organic in that way and just, yeah, just bask in that. So. Yeah, it didn't take long for me to figure out that this that America wasn't it. Um, but I think a lot of people watched the Capitol thing and were woken up to that. I think a lot of people even that were supporters of Trump were woken up to that he ain't it, right? Um, in the ways that he so thinly veiled his fuel on the fire type rhetoric, uh, even as people were attacking the building, you know, his the way that the most empathy I think he's ever shown in office was to these people, as he says, I love you. Uh, you're special. Uh, mm. Please go home in peace. You know what I mean. That's the most sincerity that I think we've seen come from him. And look who look who he's addressing, right? Uh, go ahead. Do you think Do you think the impeachment will go through? Because now where we stand right now on a Tuesday, they the they just pushed the papers through to pros to um, begin the impeachment process. Now we know this pre this process takes a long time. I, for one, am never, you know, it, it, this system has, the U.S. system has shown itself to be inefficient in being able to punish the people that are at the top of its, um, of its power pyramid. So I, I don't believe in, in, in that type of punishment. But from your side and from the streets, like, do you think it's going to go through? I'm not sure. I think the important thing about the impeachment is that there's a way that if he is impeached and they'd have the trial that he can be barred from holding office again, which is, I think the most important part of whatever this proceeding is, right? Whether they get him, I don't know if they need to get him out before the end of his term in order for that to happen. Um, but I would hope that they press for that as hard as, as possible. Right. Because so, I think that, go ahead so how the process would work right is that obviously it would extend past um past his, his presidency because that's going to end um on the last week of january i think january 22nd or 28th but what it would what it would effectively have an impact on is stripping trump from all of his presidential privileges from being able to um get the million dollars a year with the salary um national secure um the the, the security security service 
people. Damn. Why am I why am I glitching so hard? And that's, that's not even that difficult. Of a, that's not a very difficult one to secret say. service. They secret service. Bam. That is how much. The, that's how ready the secret service would have been to whoop black people ass, nigga. He couldn't yeah. even say a name. They whooped his ass. <laughs> In his mouth, goddamn it! I started, I started, st <laughs> <laughs> I started stuttering. <laughs> I started stuttering. The Secret Service, um, a, a host of a host of other privileges, right? So it would strip him of that, and you know, we'll we'll see, man. This if twenty twenty has taught us anything, is just to expect the unexpected. So we're watching, truly. Yeah, big facts, big facts, and I think. Uh, Hey man, I hope I hope look, I think our hopes for a chill year of 2021 have been dashed. So let's let's put that behind us and recognize that nah, we're not taking our foot off the gas. The world that we want to see, we're gonna have to push for it every day. We're gonna have to fight for it every day. They're making us fight for it. That's what they are literally making us fight for the world that we want to see that treats people fairly. So fight. We got to. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to fight either. I'm just. I just. I love to chill. <laughs> I don't, King chill. I don't want to. I don't want to be fighting this hard for the safety of my friends, my family, people that look like me. You know. Um, but this the reality, man. They are really. They are really. This is our opportunity to make the world that we want to see. Are you about it or not? What are you doing? Please help. Because <laughs> it's rough out here. <laughs> S SOS. Um, kind of touching back on when when you mentioned the life of your travels into Africa and how different life over here was than for a black man than it, or for a black person than it was in, in, in the U.S. It kind of got me thinking recently that South Africa truly does have the greatest opportunities, um, capital, freedom for black people in anywhere in the world if you really think about it no other country is is has as many opportunities and systems that are supporting africans and black people than south africa does and so once you realize that all of this is 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 great but until we can protect our women in this country never will we actually be able to realize this full potential because i really think that this place could be super super dope if we can just get a hold on making women feel secure because that's how you bring the vibes <laughs> you bring the vibes in by making sure women feel comfortable look man I, I i speak to you on a regular basis um i i get to see a little bit of life that side through you vicariously and you damn right, I'm jealous every day of my life, bro. Like, big, nah, for real. Like, I'm like, I'm jealous of 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 living and being surrounded by by opportunities for black people in that way, right? And and to be surrounded by black women in that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yellow. Like, big facts. Like, um, if I wasn't so committed to Chicago in this space, like I would definitely be moved, want to move there. And that's a privilege, even that. I have to be in a position to to want to make that that move. But you're absolutely right, dude. Like whatever space you go to, whatever space you you want to inhabit that you promise in, that you want to make a community out of, that you want to strengthen community in, um, 
there's going to be a fight all over. There are problems and it's, it's rough all over, but yeah, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have to fight and you, you pick, pick your battles wisely. Um, pick your peoples wisely. Cause you're going to need a peop a group of people to support you, um, to talk to about how hard it is and how rough it is. And, yeah. uh, if you tuned into this, then I hope I hope you feel that this can be a little bit of that group, a little piece of, you know what I mean? Yeah. That that conversation, because you got to talk about it if you're doing the work. Bottle it up. About it. Split your differential. Tip all the way over. You did. <laughs> nah, but that 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 was something that I had to say, especially touching on the potential of of this space to be more open, as South Africa specifically, to be more open for international travel and for just straight vibes. This could be like the Berlin of Africa. This place is so creative. This place is so, um, th this place is, is so free, free thinking. It's got a passionate youth behind it. The, the art space, the, the music scene, the women, the, 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 the atmosphere, really, that you, you have- Love that atmosphere. <laughs> Don't we love it? Don't we love that? Love that atmosphere. Africa? Man, so, some of the best atmosphere, atmosphere in the world. It's some of the best Bro. atmosphere in the world. I'm not even gonna hold you, man. And, I, and listen, I've done the research. I've done the research for science, baby. I've done the research, and <laughs> I gotta stop acting like she listens to the show. No one is she. My, hey, my girlfriend don't listen to this. That's fine, but you need to put me in the atmosphere of some of your girlfriend's girlfriends. I'm trying to get in all up in that atmosphere now. <laughs> but but I think it's important to bring that back to like, yeah, bro, that same fight, right? To 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 curate the vibes in a way that is safe for women. It's, it's something that we're fighting here too, man. And I think we can walk and chew gum. So as we, you know, make sure that as we deal with the news, we talk about the black perspective, as we lift up black and brown voices and everything that we do. I think we also need to be very active about also creating safe spaces for women and checking other dudes and ourselves and making sure that we're always making sure that this space is safe for women on podcasts, off podcasts, in the street and in atmosphere. You dig? I, I, I don't like how seemingly the protest for the protest for realizing social injustice in our communities is separated from the protests of protecting our women in our communities. I don't like how that is separated because I think it's almost, it, it, it's almost oxymoronic in the sense that we're fighting for, for justice on one end when clearly in our communities, black women are the last to fight to have justice or the last to be protected and, and whatnot. So food for thought, y'all take that with you wherever you want to go. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. All right, Miles Xavier, now we're moving on to current news. Yes, sir. Current news. Now, as we conversate casually, I'm supposed to be getting some information. Current news, Elon Musk, if you don't mind helping me out there. Nah, you busy. Don't trip about it. We can just edit this shit on post Perfect. post production. We can. Oh wow! Oh wow! 
fine. Oh, oh, now we got side effects on this podcast. <laughs> oh my Yes, this is this is why they pay me the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this dude's a fool. I cool, cool. Don't do anything no, funny, nigga. I want to be able to cut all this in post production, right? <laughs> Stop doing. Where we at with it? Elon right. Musk. Current news. So, when you're watching this, Elon Musk briefly took the stint as the world's richest man. Now, according to Forbes, after bring, <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where people learn. I can't read these words. Really are struggling <laughs> to come out of me today. Uh, man, it's all good. Flow. <clears throat> After a brief stint as the wealthiest person on the planet, Tesla billionaire Elon Musk is again the second richest person in the world after his fortune fell by nearly $14 billion in one day. Shares of his electric vehicle maker, Tesla, fell by, ne- fell by nearly 8% on Monday, pushing Musk's net worth. That's difficult to say. M- Musk's net worth. Down by $13.5 billion to $176.2 billion. After briefly overtaking Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos as the world's richest person last Friday, Musk has given fallen to second spot, according to Ford Estimates. What do, what do all of these numbers mean? It means that your correction. Prices. We have a correction. Go ahead. Oh, Mo, we, we just read all of that. <laughs> we just... Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. But you can't get an applause in here? Still can't get an applause in here? I don't here. have a... I got a bomb, dude. <laughs> I got air horns. I don't have, I don't have applause right now. I'll get applause next for next episode. Oh man! Um, <laughs> so Musk net, net Musk's net worth drops down by thirteen point five billion mm. in a day. In a day, I when I look All at these, when I look at these numbers, the bubble of value in the U.S. economy is just expanding at such a fast rate that swings like this can happen that's it's, it's wild we're going to experience the first the world's first trillionaire i'm telling you this now you will see it and it will happen i think in five years calling it well yeah they were they were they announced that bezos was on track to be the the world's first trillionaire now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at this speed <laughs> so let me ask you do you think that bubble is a stock bubble or do you think it's a an economy bubble it's it's both, and you can't really separate the two from each other because the stock is a reflection of the economy, and the economy, the stock is a reflection of the economy. They've been arguing different since the huge uh, rise in U.S. unemployment, and that's it's minimal effect on the stock market after the initial COVID drop. They've been saying, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be tied. That was my next question: was do you think that they'll realign because right if the if the stock market were truly afl- reflecting the economy based on the true impact of covid i think we wouldn't have seen the booms that even led to elon musk's taking the spot as the first richest person a hundred percent right now 
the the divergence of those values between what the stock is doing and what the economy is doing is, is definitely um, spreading at, a, at an alarming rate because on one end, you're having the poor getting poor, um, but then it's also to also understand that on the other end, you're having the rich getting richer. Now, what that, is, what that says is that trickle-down economics where, for instance, the, Im- the imagery for trickle-down economics is a, a, a pyramid of, let's say, champagne glasses and you pour champagne in one glass and then it spills on over and then it trickles down into the bottom rung, insinuating that the wealthiest people are at the top and the lowest people are at the bottom. So what that insinuates is that the there there's no trickling down that's happening in the US right now, right? So what can seemingly be a majority of the people struggling right now financially can is equally equates to the top echelon of the wealthiest getting richer. And these two things happen in tandem. The poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Now the rate at which that's increasing, that's what's obscene. And I think in some way, that bubble is going to have to pop. Yeah. I mean, I think we've seen, at least in this country, that trickle-down in economics does not work. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I think it – but it creates the situation where the the status of the top 500 companies, right, what the S&P is based on, right, isn't necessarily uh, so directly correlated with – how well the average, um, at least in America, American citizen is doing uh, that. Yeah. I mean, not that anybody ever could predict the stock market, but I, I, I wonder, does that necessarily predict a crash or, I mean, cause, cause a lot of what I've been reading lately is that the stock market has been going up over the past six months and disproportionately black and Brown people are not invested in it and have been missing out on, potential growth in the stock market over the last 18 months, right? And so I wonder, is it, should we all be encouraging people to jump into the stock market now? Or does the current situation and the disparity between those two things mean that a a crash is coming? Hold on. I mean, I know we can't predict it more than anybody else can, but what what would your instinct be? I mean, look, it's, you always have to assume that a crash is going to be coming right um that is a that is a a fact of economics there's there's a cycle to it so um there's a there's a whole cycle to it so you can't li- you can't operate within economics always anticipating a crash because that's a very narrow time window that you're using to measure your economic growth now what we always advised to do and what's always um what, what always has stood the test of time and we've broken this down to for people um a few podcasts ago which is that when we're talking about the bitcoin situation is that do you hold something for a short amount of time or do you hold something for a long amount of time now when you're doing when we're talking about particip- participation within the economy there's a very simple structure of things that you can uh, of, of stocks and, and etfs and indexes that you can purchase that can balance you in the right way. And you can ride that out over 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, then your chances of succeeding are higher. But if you're thinking about, listen, I'm going to try and make a quick flip right now and jump in and whatnot. Granted, that is possible because we are seeing things shoot up. But at the same time, after Tesla shot up, it dropped down by 10%. Now, if you're one of those people that bought at the top, you're now down 10%. 
right? But if you're one of those same people that bought at the top and you're down 10%, you think to yourself, listen, I'm going to keep this for five years. I think that's a great investment. Gotcha. I think that's a great investment. Yeah. Okay. So I guess what that would, the, that would say that you don't think that the disparity between um, or the, the current situation of the economy necessarily particip- uh, precipitates a crash within the next year or two that would make it advantageous for anybody to make a decision to invest based on what they see right now. And, and again, I want to let everybody know what, whenever we, whenever we give this information out, this is our information, despite the fact that me and Miles are both uh, graduates of, of economics and we're both um, in investing and, you know, investing businessmen and whatnot. It, this is still just advice. Don't take this as gospel. Do your own research. I encourage that all the time. Now, that being said, um, and I believe the question is, do you let what seemingly seems to be a crash in a bubble impact how you're going to invest? Now, not just any, not just any crash in a bubble. I'm saying this current situation right now where we're seeing an economy that is continuing to struggle with COVID and a stock market that doesn't necessarily seem to be reflecting that. Do you yeah. think that that yeah. immediate disparity in this situation is cause for concern to invest? Not over, because like you said, if you make an investment now and even if it crashes and you're planning to hold on to it for 15 years, your investment's going to be just fine. But if you, I'm saying in the next two to five mm. years... I mean, in in that case, always diversification is the name of the game, right? Diversification is always the name of the game. The more different pots that you have your cash spread out, the less um, when, you know, you think about it as you think about a, a crash as let's say we have a bunch of ceramic pots in a room and then a crash will be a bowling ball smashing down into that room crushing certain aspects of it, rolling through, knocking a couple off. Now, the ones that have secured themselves in the best positions that would be in the corners or wherever are the ones that are always going to, you know, typically stand, uh, stand the test of time. Now, the companies that are in those corners, those are the ones that are going to switch. And so when we see companies like Amazon increasing their market value and Tesla increasing their market value and the energy companies going down, then we know it's a change of guard. So you can always rely on intuition on where... Um, pretty much economics is going. And it's like, you know, people want a healthier, greener economy. That's where we're going to. People, people, want, um, people want conscious companies. That's what we're going to. And so if you can align yourself with what is, is quite evident um, change in economies, then you, you stand to write it out. Is, Tes- is this the peak for Tesla? That's far from, far from. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going up. Thank you, sir. Thank yes, you, sir. sir. See, yo, I, I love that you gave that little disclaimer. This is just the information that we have at our disposal. Real humble and embody the explanation all over their face. Yeah, that's right. Take some economists. It's all over you. Yeah, that's right. Take some information. Do it what you will. Do your own research. You should be thinking about investing. You should be setting aside money to invest uh, in whatever ways and, and the things that you believe in. That, that you want to, man. And if we can be a little part of that conversation to spark a little bit of that thought, then, man, I'm glad that you got to hear a little something from my brother in the mix of that, right? Yeah, we out here. Hey, man. Hey, man, and look, we don't, 
we don't we don't just talk about these things we really do them i'm not sure if i ever if if i if i broke down to you the concept of 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 good bucks the latest product project that we're going to product that we're going to be rolling out of um mandula capital have i told you about that i need a good buck i need a good buck or two i mean <laughs> i mean um and and this i guess is 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 kind of a coming out party of it, if you will. This is where you insert the. There you go. Right. Wow, that's right. That just, that just makes it feel so much better. <laughs> there you go. We out here. Um, essentially, we've been working quite tirelessly in order to develop a uh, a web platform where people can actually put their money where their heart is right so what we want to be able to give people the option of doing is be able to choose the stocks that they want to purchase on based on the things that matter most to them right we want to help people get good money make good bucks make a profit making a difference that is what we've been doing man this is this journey of putting this thing together is 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 a wild journey it keeps me up at night you know, hey, I'm trying to be an intern. Let me be an intern at Good Bucks. I need a polo Ma- shirt. Miles is, Miles is and a name tag. I'm the secretary, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, man. This is big moves, man. That's major, bro. That's major, bro. That's major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So within the coming weeks, you know, we're gonna start rolling out um, the content for that. You know, let people be look look to that. Look, man, we're just trying to make a we're trying to make a, a small a small difference in this big ocean. But the more good options that we give people the more good bucks people can make, man. You can make money investing in things that you believe in, man. It's all up to us. This whole social thing, this whole concept of capitalism is a construct. The only reason things have value is because people put value behind them. If we put value behind the things that we care about, things that we hold to a certain standard of goodness, of social, governmental, and environmental, and environmental high standards, responsible standards, you can actually make profit doing that. And the disillusion is that you can't. We're changing that with good bucks coming to you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, I ain't got nothing to add to that, man. That was You, you just told him what's good. <laughs> Go, I don't know. Green light, I don't even know. That was hard. <laughs> That's real. That's real. That's real. Coming soon, coming soon. Hey, man. Recommended and review. All right. Do we, what do we got for this, man? What's on deck? What we got is uh the movie, the 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 Viola Davis movie. Yes, sir. What what's the name of the movie? Ma Ma Rainey's Big Bottom is the name of the movie. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's That's Ma the name of the movie. Black Bottom, bro. <laughs> it's Ma Rainey's Black wow. Bottom. Wow. I'm getting information. I'm getting information wow. handed to me. I'm getting information handed to me, man. My Rainey's up, Black man. Bottom. My Rain- That's messed up. You gonna get fired? Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. You know what is gonna get us canceled before we even take off? <laughs> My Rainey's Big Bottom, dude. Come on, man. How are we supposed to get an HBO Max endorsement like this? Okay, some of these conditions. Um, it's, a good, it's a good flick, bro. There's a couple things like that it. you gotta know about it. You know, I know I could tell. I could. So this is what I say about it. I think it's a good movie. But anybody who tells me that they didn't like it, I, that doesn't. That wouldn't surprise me. I liked it. If you don't like plays, you're not gonna like it because it's based on a play and it's acted 
like a play. It only takes place in two spaces, basically. Like it's acted and 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 shot uh, in a way that is very reminiscent of a play. So if you don't like that, you're not gonna like it. It's like uh, Fences, very much like it's, Fences. But I like Fences. It was written by the same person as Fences. In fact, it's part of a series of eight movies that Denzel had got from that writer, that playwright that he's gonna be making into film. I hate I can't I don't know the playwright name off the top of my head. I'm gonna look for that. Say thanks. Hey yo, so um look. You see the thing about Tenant is that Damn, the that end of the movie <laughs> is actually yo. the beginning of the movie. Go ahead, Pippa. The end of the movie is the middle of the movie. The playwright's <laughs> name is August Wilson. You can say who the movie It's three different is. realities, is, is what it is. I'm so willing to talk about how much Tenant doesn't make sense than this movie, is how I feel about it. Tenant, Tenant, all right. See, we're fighting two battles right here. Tenant is a good movie if you're willing to if you're willing to watch it. They both fall into the categories of movies that I enjoy that I wouldn't expect everybody else to enjoy. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend Tenant to anybody, and in the same way, I did recommend My Rainy's Black Bottom to a couple of people, but people who I knew would enjoy that style by August Wilson. Um, and a lot of the things that Tenet had in it. So, or, damn, man, you got me thinking about Tenet. That my range yep, black bottom. That's how that goes. That's how that goes. So, look, hear me out. There's three realities, right? And so. <laughs> Clearly, you don't give a fuck about this movie. I'm going to just get my shit off. The movie is based in Chicago. So, that shit is hard. Uh, Viola Davis is like, there's an amazing performance. Um, and if you are a black person that has ever had, like, a protective, uh, almost intimidating, maybe a little overbearing, but nurturing, like black woman that has uh, protected you, but frightened everybody else, then, you know, you might, you might be able to vibe with the, the energy she's bringing. Um, and there's just, yeah, I think Chadwick's last performance is is really powerful. You can tell he puts his heart and soul into it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that actually the format of a play was really appropriate for the type of emotion that allowed him to give a performance that was really emotive. Emotive? Yeah, emotive. As his last, you know, kind of gift to us as a as an actor, man. So with all of those things in mind, watching that movie, I really dug it and really felt it. But if you don't really mess with plays and if you don't really like you know think of Chadwick Boseman as this great a great actor and if you're not caught up in you know the moment of what he means and you don't care about black jazz or Viola Davis then yeah and that's, that's a group of things that not a lot that's of people, not fair because you, know, you can't care yeah. about all of those things like I do and just not dig the movie I think this movie is a better left as a pet as a play is, is 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 how I feel about it. I feel like if it was a play, it would be something that I definitely enjoy a lot more. You know, that's 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 how I feel about it. But that being said, I'm not mad at. Oh yeah, like the last play you saw. What was the last play you saw? The last play I actually saw was a. Oh, I forget the name, but it was right before COVID ended. It was right before. It was right before COVID started on March. In March, don't don't come at me. Ah, 
I'm out here watching plays, dog. I'm, I'm at all the plays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at all the plays, nigga. I went to a play with <laughs> you in December. <laughs> I went uh, to a play with you. But the, yeah, before that play, I was at play. a play with you. <laughs> we did and you to took play. me to some nonsense play. I didn't say nothing about that. Hey man, I took you to see. Look what these colors. Like Romeo and Juliet. I'm th- I'm just tired of the of the Romeo and Juliet <laughs> story, dude. It, it's like I get it, right? But Black Romeo and Juliet, it's like okay, we adding a little bit of slang and 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 modern dances. But dude, I think there's so much more important stories to be told right now. I'm I'm sorry. There's black stories. There's there's black love. There's there's so much. There's so much creative, creative. Uh, uh, inspiration for black content right now. We're at the helm of entertainment. I'm sorry, but seeing a black Shakespeare rendition, it's, it's kind, it's, it's, it's kind of whack. The last play that I saw was about a mysterious, rich black woman who enters this jazz town. Kind of like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but <laughs> this guy. Now would I explain it like that? <laughs> this guy. This dude saw Ma Rainey's. Didn't know it was Ma Rainey's. Watched the movie. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. You gonna find that ticket stuff later? It says Ma Rainey's Big Bottom. <laughs> For sure, Africa, Africa remix. Oh my god, that had a southern accent and everything. It actually could be now that you mention it. This guy. <laughs> oh well. I guess this it was guy. a great movie in that case. Well, if you don't hate period pieces that are centered around music and, and jazz and the the striving of, of black people, then you also won't like Sylvie's Love starring my love, uh Tessa Thompson. And apparently this dude from Bridgerton, Brighton, some new show that Netflix watching. Bridgerton, apparently he's dude. in it too. Apparently he's in it too. And uh, people are digging digging him. So more black love. I thought Sylvie's Love was dope. I thought it was a good movie. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't Valentine's know Day is coming up, fellas. So if you don't know what to do on Valentine's Day, plan something around watching Sylvie's Love with your girl, man. Get yeah. take out. Do that. I don't know much about Bridgerton, but what I do know is that women love it. Hey, cause probably because of that nigga. Uh, also, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes is a is a fly writer, and I was I was put on game on to her ability to nail these um, interracial relationships. Did the same thing on Scandal. Did the same thing on Grey's Anatomy. How to get away with murder? You know these international relationships. She bodies it. That being said, we salute this female black director that's absolutely murdering the content game you know there you go that that is a that is content that lives in the realm of black shakespeare interpretation but done to the flyest degree i'm not against that content i'm just saying we got you on the defensive it's all good dog that's what i'm saying like it's a, it's a very it's a very easy movie where i think i can totally understand why somebody wouldn't like it i find a lot of of of, of value in it um yeah, man, I, d- I definitely think it's also something that, like, watch it in five years and see if it if it grows on you, man. I think that piece is going to, uh, is gonna what do they say, uh, age well. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, I don't think we have anything else to cover. This was, um, this was a great show. This was good. What podcast are you listening to lately? 
Uh, Louder Than a Riot, which talks about the intersection of hip-hop and the police and how mm-hmm. they won't get off our ass. And it's been like that with DJ Drama. It was like that with Nipsey Hussle. It's like that with Chief Keef. It's like that with Bobby Shmurda. There are episodes on most of those gentlemen. I don't know if it's a Chief Keef episode, but yeah, man. That's a pod I've been checking out. Um, and yeah, also check out um, Is the Mic Still On? It's a dope black podcast. I think they also do frames per second. Um, I think uh, Dead End Studios. It's a pretty cool. If we can shout out the big homies, I think, in the game. Mm. I think that's pretty cool, man. I haven't been I haven't been really listening to, to many. I'm trying to dive into it. You know, I'm trying to get deeper. Really, it actually comes from wanting to preserve influence of, of, of sounds and of styles from other podcasters and trying to keep this podcast as general as possible. Because I know even in our creative journey to get here, there was a point in time where I'm sure when we watch back, because we've been, we've been recording for what, two years back, you know, there's, there's episodes where it sounds like, it sounds like podcasts that we, we were watching at the time. So you know, it, it just, it feels good to, to be getting into our own voice into the space. It's, it's a cool thing. That's why I don't yeah. be listening to many podcasts lately. Okay. I feel yeah. like, uh, why, what podcast do I sound like right now? <laughs> you? <laughs> Lip service. <laughs> Horrible decisions. <laughs> you, you do sound like, you do sound like, um, what's Angela E right now? You are the Angela E right? of this podcast. Yeah. Go, you want to go and, uh, tell us about the tea of the day? Go ahead, brother. Uh, us. What's happening with Kanye and Jeffrey and them? Bro, I didn't, I still, I don't know what that is. I, I saw that Je- Kanye and No, Kim no, 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 not on this right. podcast. <laughs> not on this the, the only the only T we respect is Twisted T. On this podcast. <laughs> not on this podcast. I'm I'm putting my foot down for that. There's no way I'm talking about that on this podcast. Right. I think uh yeah, but no, I think um I try to listen to podcasts that have a specific uh focus, you know what I mean? Either they reviewing movies or the hip hop and um and the police one that I was talking about. Uh, Code Switch, which talks about different social issues and news stories specifically, um, but I think we got our own little flavor here, man. I think we got our own little, our own little sauce. I don't know a duo doing it like we do. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So Mm-mm. keep it fresh, keep it live. You know what I mean? And if y'all got anything to say, bring it on in the comments, man. You know what I mean? I got time today. I got time. Hey, man. Show love. Land is, land is playing for the people. On us, uh, give us a uh, recommended and reviews, like, comment, subscribe. Um, yeah, man, if you're listening at this point, mm-hmm. we appreciate your patience, we appreciate you rocking with us, you know what I mean? Because above all else, we know, yeah, we do, we are aware, we know that it is. it's a lot of podcasts. I just mentioned like six podcasts that you can go check out. But you here rocking with us. It's a lot. You know, rocking with all the way live. And we appreciate you rocking with live because we live in the sense that we are celebrating life. We are celebrating, celebrating. We are celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good? Favorite thing in the world. Yep. We celebrate you, man.
We're figuring it all out in real time. Hope you hear the improvements. Hope you're messing with the content. Like that. Peace. Love. Water. We gone.